Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Aesthetic Life. Sarah Kircher is joining me again for another fun episode. This week's episode is all about living the single life. We have so much to talk about and we had to dedicate an entire episode to it. You know, it was around this time last year that I finally had a clear realization, like an epiphany. It hit me that we only get one shot at life and we don't know how long we have in life. We're not promised tomorrow. We only have this very moment right now. So if you aren't happy where you are, change it. If you're not being valued or being loved right, change it. You don't have to be unhappy. There isn't a next time. This is it. And we're all worthy of love. We all deserve to be happy in this one life that we get to live. Now, that's not to say that when you realize you're not where you belong, that it's an easy change. It's definitely not easy. It's going to take work, but we lose more playing it safe than we do when we step out of our comfort zone and we take those risks. Your entire life can change in a year. You just got to love yourself enough to know that you deserve more and you have to be brave enough to demand more and you have to be disciplined enough to actually work for more. Thank you all so much for all your love, kindness, support, both personally and through this podcast. I really appreciate all of the follows, all of the positive reviews, all of the participation in the polls and you know, following my Instagram page and sharing um, out content. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And I thank you all so much. And I'm so excited for the upcoming year. 2024 is going to be amazing. I can feel it. I already have a list so long of people that I can't wait to talk to. um, Episodes that will be coming out pretty soon. Um, I'm excited to share with you all. And I want to thank you all again for all the love and support you guys give me every day, really. I, I, I appreciate every one of you. I want you all to have a very Merry Christmas, um, Happy Hanukkah, or whatever holidays you'll be celebrating with your friends and family. Um, I wish you lots of love, lots of luck as we move into the new year. And thank you all again so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Something that I saw on Instagram that says it's easy to look back and get angry at yourself for certain decisions you have made in the past, but it's unfair to punish yourself for them. You can't blame yourself for not knowing then what you know now, and you made each decision for a reason based on the person you were at the time. As we grow up, maybe the person you are now would have done things differently back then, or maybe you are the person you are now because of the decisions you made back then. Trust your journey. It's all going to make sense soon. I like that. I actually like that a lot. I can relate to that a lot too. I think we've said that to each other (laughs) so many times, you know, that we didn't know what we know now back then. And definitely would have made different choices if we did. 100%. Definitely. It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day life and it makes those decision-making skills clouded. I think we make decisions in the moment based on our preparedness for the future and, you know, our inability to let go or see beyond the now. Um, we use the information comes... we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's easy to do. Well, and I think it's easy to look back and just be like, oh, why did I do that? Because well, yeah, cause you're in, we're you're in like in analytical the now. mode. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's also um, something else that I saw that said this. It said, the truth is. You cannot skip certain chapters in your life. Sometimes you have to experience the wrong love in order to recognize the right love when it comes your way. Sometimes you have to be alone. You have to heal in the quiet so that you do not let your past wounds stop you from receiving all that you deserve in this life. Sometimes you have to choose the wrong path. You have to make the mistake in order to truly connect with the fact that the missteps that the rejections were all just 
redirections. Yes. And that resonates so much for me. I'm not going to name names, but you know who I'm talking about when I say, you know, I recently reconnected with a guy that I've known since we were teenagers. We've always had a deep connection. We live at a distance from each other too and married other people. And then eventually we both got divorced from those other people. And in some way, I feel like maybe it was supposed to happen like that that I was supposed to experience the wrong love in my marriage because with this guy, it's definitely a huge difference. Feel safe and grounded, this like sense of comfort and peacefulness. I mean, I even sleep better, (laughs) but, and unfortunately there is a but, you have to heal so that you do not let your stop you from receiving everything that you deserve in this life. And I've been actively doing the work to heal from my past relationships. I'll tell you, as I have been healing, it really does help to put a lot into perspective. Um, I feel in some ways my intuition has even been heightened. Um, I can easily see when someone isn't being honest with themselves or with me. Definitely given me um, clarity to know exactly what I will tolerate. I have value and I know my worth. I will not chase anyone or beg anyone to see the value in me. I have time for mind games and I don't tolerate drama at all. So, you know, pretty straightforward. And I appreciate that from other people too. I just want them to be completely honest. Easy in hindsight to see red flags because, you know, hindsight is far more 2020 vision than mm-hmm. the current moment. I think that, you know, going through experiences that eventually land in divorce you can look back on that and be like why was I so stupid to think that that was okay or why did I accept it multiple times over or you know the disrespect or the lack of concern or whatever I think it's easy to sit on that and reflect on that and say you know what in the future these are things I won't ignore and I think they're easier to see because You've seen them a thousand times over. So it's more like textbook material when you've given it time to to settle and truly resonate with you about what you were willing to tolerate then versus what you're willing to tolerate now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just a learning. Um, you, you learn. I, I was in my mid-20s when I started dating my ex-husband. And I, don't, I just don't think I knew knew what I was willing to tolerate, what I wasn't willing to tolerate. I don't think I knew what um, what I was looking for in a person. I don't think I knew. I think I was so naive, and I think I just didn't know <laughs> what I didn't know, you know. I agree with that. Like, I think that you have to experience life to know better. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of hard lessons to learn. Right. And I feel like, you know, it's easy to get taken advantage of when you don't really have mentorship or guidance on what it's supposed to look like. And I think it's easy for us because we've had this conversation before to kind of like think back on what we were exposed to in our parents' relationships and what we defined as normal and acceptable and all those things, not to Mm -hmm. say that they had, you know, insanely unhealthy marriages, but we saw real marriage and real life and we kind of like navigate to what we know. And I think, that our generation grew up with parents who didn't necessarily like sit down and say, Hey, these are the things you should look for. I know. I remember my dad telling me like, you know, when you grow up, you need to get a good job with great insurance and you know, you need to do these certain things, but never really did it talk about, never did we really talk about like what to look for in a partner or another person in a marriage. Yeah. And I think had I had those conversations with my parents, maybe they would have, I don't know given me pointers that I probably wouldn't have listened to or wouldn't have cared to, to, you know, incorporate at that time. But I do think, you know, we look back on, on those experiences and we learn a lot and some people get really lucky and they land a spouse who, you know, is, is perfect for them. Right. Yeah. I do think there are some people that just, you know, get really lucky and everything just falls into place easily and naturally and, that would be great. That's definitely probably very rare. Um, but, you know, I do think it has made me who I am today for, 
for sure. There's no question to go through the things that I've gone through. And so, you know, for that, I wouldn't change a thing. The only thing I would change is that I wish I would have wrote ties sooner because I feel like I would have had more opportunity and maybe not, but maybe more opportunity to learn these lessons at a younger age. And yeah, I do agree with that. Like, I do feel like, oh my gosh, you know, and I don't, it's like so much time has been lost. You can't get it back. Like that's the one resource you just can't get back. So I do wish that I would have moved on sooner or like severed that tie sooner. Right. Um, I think naive is like the perfect word to describe like both of our experiences really. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of people. You want to trust. Yes. Yeah. You want to believe and you hope and you pray that things are going to work out. And when they don't like there's disappointment and and that has to turn into reality and then you have to accept it and you have to go through those five phases, right? Because there are five stages of grief even with a divorce and even if it wasn't necessarily a good marriage you still have to go through those things and that takes time i mean you're human right and you have that one life to live so yes just because you you said right. the words and you took that that oath essentially and i was committed to that after you know a lot of contemplation and a lot of um i guess soul searching and examining replaying um really evaluating everything yeah you're right like you can't undo that once you take that step forward so there's a lot of contemplation that happens um like I really got to a place where I knew without a doubt that it just it wasn't the right fit and I was unhappy Um, either one of us were in love honestly I think in a lot of ways, it was one of the best decisions. Um, and one of the, I'm not saying it was easy at all. It was a hard choice, but one of the best things that um, that we could have done. I agree. Because, I mean, I'm really happy right now. <laughs> and I know he is too. So... It's been a journey, that's for sure. What I wish I could tell my younger self is, like, not to ignore the red flags. And, and to, mm-hmm. you know, people say, like, when you know, you'll know. I didn't know. Like, I made the decision to get married out of what seemed yes. right and logical and the next step at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But I ignored a lot of things that happened in the dating Um Right time frame that repeated themselves in the marriage, and I think that that goes for regardless of the circumstance. Like people tend to look past red flags, and I think a lot of it is love is blind. And we've had this conversation a lot. Like people get into these relationships, or you know, these lustful moments where they think, like, I just want this person, I want this situation, I want them to be my person, but they don't really examine that to whether or not that person is your person. Um, You just have, you put a lot of hope and faith in. Right. You know, you said something that you, you just said you made a decision. I remember making a decision when I knew, like I went against what my gut was telling me. Right. Exactly. I made a decision and ignored what I knew in my gut. Um, yeah, and, and I knew at the time that I should have known. But yeah, it, for both of us. I, I looked think, past that. Right. Well, for both of us, we both were not treated the way we should have been treated. So, yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty for sure. But I'm glad to have gone through all the lessons because there is so much that I know. And like I said, with this guy that I recently reconnected with, the way I feel with him 
is just this calmness, not anxiousness, not um, stress, not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I feel like, I feel like I can relax. That is a huge difference. <laughs> like, huge difference. And but again, that's awesome. what you it, don't know, you don't know. Yeah, it's awesome that you know that now because it can help you to identify what you want next and what and what you don't want next and hopefully to not settle for anything less than the best. Exactly. Speaking of next, have you heard of these um, like swipe night parties? <laughs> I've seen them on social media. Um, they look really fun. Why didn't we do this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's I don't like, know. Okay, this... for anybody who doesn't know it's when you get together with your girlfriends and you have drinks of course and maybe some snacks and you put your dating apps on tv so like um what is it like what... screencast or screen, screen share yeah. um onto the tv and so then as a group you and your friends um are going through these profiles and your friends help you decide on who to swipe right on and who to swipe left on and it actually looks like so much fun and I think we should do it for you <laughs> why for me we can do it for you too look here's Listen, the thing I know what I, I, what I want and I know here, what I don't want I know but here's the thing like it's just fun to see what people put out there because oh my like, god believe me I've sent you tons of screenshots yes crazy what people think is acceptable it's highly entertaining it is highly entertaining you're right um like some of the stuff like (laughs) there's a guy the one that was most recent for me I think that was like what like are you kidding me this guy's like (laughs) lifting up his shirt as if he's got a six-pack and this guy I swear to you was being dead serious he did not have a six pack. And not only that, but he had the dirtiest clothes on <laughs> that I think I've seen somebody have on. And the background was a total mess. I I was like, wait, what? What is happening here? <laughs> and <laughs> it, just some of the things and some of the messages. Okay. Some of the messages that these guys lead with. Oh my gosh. I, I know. I'm not trying to be overly critical. I feel bad. I know these guys are opening themselves up, which is great. However, it sounds like a ton of fun. And honestly, I feel like if you were to record one of these, I don't know what you call it, swipe night sessions. Oh my gosh. Like people could learn a lot on what to do or not to do when I building agree. a profile. Like they should have tutorials on these apps um, to say, hey, don't send messages that say things similar to this (laughs) here's something that would be better (laughs) or (laughs) don't post pictures of yourself laying down in a bed without a shirt on (laughs) also don't post pictures a gross kitchen counter in the background or dirty laundry all over or I don't know yeah, just a dirty mirror or oh yeah dirty mirror oh my gosh yes that's these mirror photos or hey how about <laughs> there's so many pictures of like looking up noses <laughs> because like of the terrible angles and the angles yeah I agree they like tutorials like how need to... to do this it would be really fun <laughs> anyway um so I don't know. It just seems like a lot of fun. Um, did you know that the average online dater is on three to four apps? No, but that makes sense. How I many mean, apps are you on? I've looked at, well, I remember specifically one time in North Carolina, you guys making me an app. And actually, you guys <laughs> did a fantastic job. Um, well, <laughs> I can't take credit. Sean, your cousin, he's really good at like writing. Well, yes, but you guys did a really good job. And so I'd like to think so. That was You're just a, kind of on a whim. And there were some good looking guys on that. And oh, my God. I know. That was so fun. Yeah. North Carolina had a lot of great looking guys. 
for some reason. Yeah. That was, um, that was hinge. We set that up for you. I had a, I had a really good, um, friend in Ohio recommend, you know, just building a, um, what's the yellow one? Bumble profile. But like, I never, I don't want to connect. I, I can't find it within myself to pursue that route. Like I want something to happen naturally. I don't, I don't actually mm-hmm. have time. Um, and I know people say, well, you can make time, but I really, I like my life. I like prioritizing my kids. I like being with people who, you know, are, that want to be with me. I don't want to spend time going out on dates to find you know, that this person's not the one or this person annoys the hell out of me or they don't look the way that they said that they would. Like, I've heard all the, all the stories of online dating gone wrong. And I just, I don't really have the desire to go through that. Like, and, and to be honest, like, sifting. I, what's that? Like the sifting part of it, like where. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have yeah. to shop. Well, okay. Like, so a patient of mine had a really great idea and I started implementing because, okay, so. I, you made me join some dating apps. Yes. And even though it's not what I wanted to do, I owe it to you. So I did. Um, well, yeah, but I put that free. on you. You tried to put that on me. I did. Because like... we, we were trying to help each other, I think, get out of our comfort zones and just see what's out there. And so we did. Like, it really opens your eyes to like, how many people out there are definitely like so far from what you want? So that's yeah, a nice piece is that <laughs> it's easy to sift through most of them like right away. Oh right, oh, but- oh I know what I was where I was going. So a patient of mine recommended FaceTiming with guys as soon as possible, so that the faster you, I mean, you're not seeing them in person, but the faster you like connect with them that way. Like, you'll know 30 seconds in, yay or nay. (laughs) And so I implemented this. It definitely saved some time on going on dates that I didn't need to go on. And definitely probably a great technique. I don't have a desire to meet through an app or... I mean, I just... (sighs) Plus, like, I have so much going on. I really... So do I. I leave work and things aren't done that I need to have done. And then I come home and there's things that need to be done. And then things at home don't get done before I end up back at work. You know, like, so it's a constant perpetual, like, grind every Mm -hmm. day. So I really don't have time to sit down and swipe on people or do even FaceTime calls or go out for coffee. Like, there's, it's uncomfortable to me to even think about that kind of stuff. But you did it. I don't, yeah, I don't really want to, like, I don't, if it's just not a priority. Plus I'll have time for that later. Like right now it's just not top of my list. If it is, if it, if it was, I would prioritize it. It's so that just, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to be with somebody. I'm just saying I don't want to take the time to do the things through the app. So, okay. Just want a clarification. I know I get on the apps and I'm like, like I don't. I just don't want any of them. None of them are going to be who I'm wanting. But you don't, you don't truly know that because you don't know that. But every time that I'm on there, I'm like, no, 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 no. And so again, it's like a lot of like, are you in the right place at the right time? I think a lot of it has to do with that. Like if your mental state is not there, you shouldn't force it. And I think we both learned that from our marriage. So like, there's some hot guys that I've matched with. It's like, I just don't want them. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So have you gone on any dates lately? Nope. And I'm completely fine with that. I would like to, uh, I don't know, randomly meet somebody at soccer practice or something. I don't know. I don't know where I'd meet them, like, honestly. But soccer practice is not bad. Yeah. There's not single guys that are go you to paying attention? Practices. No, <laughs> you need to. I talk to the soccer moms, and no. I really enjoy my time there. So, like, it's not I'm not on a mission. Listen, like, no offense to the soccer moms, but get away from the soccer moms. <laughs> I am They're a soccer a, mom, April. It's okay. 
I'm a soccer mom too. But listen, most of them are married. Are they not? The soccer moms? Yeah, most of them are married, right? Yeah, like, I okay. think. So they all have their blinders on because they're not looking for any of that. So get out of there. <laughs> you only hang out with the single soccer moms from now on. I don't know that there are any. And that's okay. I'm sure like, there I, are. I'm having fun. And I'm enjoying You and I are single I love. Moms. I love from the sidelines watching my kids play. So I... I don't really have a desire. If it happens, it happens. And I'm I'm hopeful that one day it will. But there's a lot of things that I just don't want to deal with right now. I don't have the bandwidth to deal with. And well, I do. Leading people isn't, isn't high in my priority list. Um, so I recently went on a date. Um, yeah. It <laughs> went out with this guy that... I knew like years ago, like we're talking like elementary childhood and nice guy. I guess I haven't seen him since then. I I guess back in the spring, I noticed he was very consistently like loving all of my content. Like I didn't have one other friend on social media that was more supportive of everything that was posted than he was. I mean, (laughs) he definitely grabbed my attention and I was like, hmm, okay. So finally, by I think July, I was like, all right, obviously you're trying to get my attention. You got it. So anyway, I decided I'm just going to reach out to him. I'm going to see what um, what he's up to and go from there. So I did. And turns out he was planning to move back here to Michigan. We touched base again in August. And um, he said he was coming to Michigan still. So anyway, I guess the week of my birthday, um, I was feeling pretty bold and on Facebook dating, there is a crush feature where um, you can select someone that's on your um, friends list and send them a secret crush message, I guess. And if they're not on Facebook dating, I think it says somebody has a secret crush on you and you have to guess who it is. And if you guess correctly, then it's revealed to them. But if they're already on um, Facebook dating, I believe that it just comes through as like, I like you. So I went ahead and I did that. He responded immediately um, with a message and asked me to just send him my phone number. So I did. Um, He sent me a text and then um, called me. And then I called him back and because I was at work and um, we talked for about 20 minutes and had great conversation. It was great. So then I went about the rest of my day and I was like, you know what? I like talking to him. So I called him back that night and we had more great conversation um, and made plans to go out Um later in the week. So he came to West Michigan and picked me up for our date and we went to dinner downtown. And, you know, the minute I saw him, it was kind of crazy. He looked exactly the same, just we we're both older, um, but he's still the same, really nice guy, um, was a complete gentleman, opened the doors for me, um, you know, had me walk on the inside of the sidewalk, like all of those things that I think are awesome. So right away, I just felt really calm and comfortable, relaxed, Um, did not feel nervous. Um, And I felt like the conversation flowed really well. I felt like we had great chemistry, Um, had a lot to talk about, seemed like a lot in common. And I don't know, I just thought it was great. And then we went across the street and had a couple drinks um, after dinner. You know, he was such just Everything was just so fun. I don't know. I liked hanging out with him. He gave me his coat. 
<laughs> you know, all the things. Like, he's super sweet. And after dinner and drinks, we were on our way back to my house. And, you know, he was saying how he wanted to keep dating me, um, how, you know, he thinks I'm great, and all of these things, um, you know, went well. Um, it was a great date. It really was. And, you know, he had said that he planned to come back over to West Michigan, um, and I was going to show him around. Um, I was going to introduce him, actually, to somebody that um, did some surfing in Lake Michigan. And, you know, there was a lot of things that we had talked about that we had in common that, you know, led me to believe that we were going to um, at least hang out again, even as friends. We didn't really, like, make plans, per se. We kind of did. We just said, you know, he said he wanted to come back over, you know, that next week and look around at some some areas in West Michigan. And so I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, let me know. I'd love to, like, show you around. Well, you know, he texted me when he got back. Everything seemed fine. A couple days later, I sent him a text to see if he was still planning to come over to West Michigan to, you know, want to look around. <laughs> um, he just didn't answer me. Yeah, he just didn't. And then, and then gone. He said how, you know, he had his weekend ended up being great and that he hoped I had a great week and that was it yeah see, so, so I was even like the good oh, ones are weird um clearly you're not interested so I moved on but yeah weird so weird yeah it's it is even when I think it's going so well I don't it, have time for that shit. It might not be. <laughs> you, you think this one's this one's a good person. They were raised in a small town, good parents, good faith. Well, he was a good person. He is a good person. Yes. He's yes. A good person. But then like oof, gone. I don't Well, okay, so you know, it would have been nice if he would have at least said, Hey, you know, not feeling this is what I'm thinking or hey um I just want to be friends with you apparently he doesn't even want to be my friend so I don't know it's really hard to read to read no I just you know I'm more straightforward I you know if you're feeling it great but don't tell me you're feeling it and you want to go out again if you really don't do you know what I mean like I'm a big girl yeah, you don't have to say the right things, especially when they're just words. Because actions always speak louder than words. And that's Definitely. something I've always said. And yet, I've often ignored in my own life. So, it is it is what it is. And check one off the list, I guess. But Yeah, like, I know, you know, my value and my worth, right? I'm not going to chase anyone. I will simply move on. But... I would have appreciated him to just at least be straightforward and honest with me and be like, you know, I don't know. He didn't need to say the things he had no intention on following through with. Right. He didn't. Back. Because I, at the end of the day, I'm not one of those girls that play games with guys. I don't. Also don't like it. when a guy tries to say what you want to hear yeah, or say don't. what you think, what they think is the right thing to say in response to things. Exactly. When Like be real with me. Like just be real. That's it. Like respect me enough to just be real. I deserve that. Right. right. I do. You do. Um, dating <laughs> is weird. And so then I, you know, okay, so then there was that. Then things that I not considered. So then I think a couple of weeks after that, I met somebody else that I had great conversation with. And, you know, something I never considered when 
meeting people and going through, you know, dating. Um, I never considered the fact that I could meet somebody who was a widower, you know? And so that happened, which is a completely different, wow, like um, within the age range that I'm dating, you know, which is close to my own, um, I just didn't consider, you know, meeting somebody who had lost their spouse and what that looks like you know so then that made me think oh my gosh am I ready to just meet anybody I don't know there's a lot of things that you just don't think about so I you know he was a really nice guy and um just I don't know that he was ready yet I think he was trying to be ready so there was just a lot of, um, I don't know. That's one of those things that you don't consider when you're um, meeting people. Yeah. And everybody's got their own bag of experiences. Right. It just, I don't know, puts things into a different perspective, I guess. I don't, you don't know who's on the other end of a profile, right? Like on a dating app. You don't. You don't know who you're going to meet. Yeah. So that's like a huge turnoff of the whole online dating to me. It's kind of scary too. It's very scary. Because you just really don't know who you're going to meet. I like, I like kind of seeing the world through your lens too. Like it's easier that way. I can just kind of relate through your experience. (laughs) Well, okay. So I'm on. Facebook, Hinge, um, I'm on Bumble, and, oh, and then I have a free match account, but why bother, because um, I can't, I can't message anyone, I can't see any of the messages like, I've received. That's, that's the other thing, is they're all very expensive. They are, and I'm sorry, I'm not paying for that, no, mm-mm. I'm not paying for that. I refuse. But um, what's funny is, like, I've got matches on match. And then I was like, oh, (laughs) why even tell me I matched with somebody? Because I can't access (laughs) to contact them (laughs) unless I pay whatever the costs are. But I'm not doing that, so... If we matched on match and you're listening to this, sorry. (laughs) I don't know who you are. I'll never know what messages you've sent me. I've got literally like 300 messages and I will not be able to read a single one. But part of me is like, gosh, maybe I should just pay for whatever the lowest amount is because it could be like, um, you know, gold for like a book someday if I write a book. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows what kind of messages I got waiting in there. Because some of those messages are pretty funny. Some of them are weird. Some of them are um, like very um, not appropriate, I guess. Um, Some of them are, oh God, I don't know. But they're entertaining to say the least yeah so if you were actually looking for a guy because it sounds like you are not yeah i'm definitely not looking i I would like to find someone but okay well if and when you do look what qualities are you looking for in a guy Like, what things are you like, okay, I'm looking for, this is the kind of guy I want. So, honesty is definitely at the very top of the list. Like, I I don't like being lied to. I don't think anybody does. But that's definitely at the top. And I think if there was ever a doubt, 
on whether or not somebody was being honest, mm-hmm. they'd be gone. Yeah. Um, right up there yeah. with it. Definitely faithfulness. But I think those two go hand in hand because for sure, if you're not telling the truth, then what's your motive for lying? Right. Exactly. exactly. Like, what are you hiding? Right. All right. Yeah. Definitely won't ignore red flags on either of those ones. And then I probably any of these, but definitely somebody who's respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're accomplished. Like I, I want them to have had a career behind them and done things, you know, for themselves, invested in themselves enough that they're at that stage of life where I'm not trying to, you know, help them get to that point. I don't know. Um, kind, caring, right, loving. Yeah. yeah, I want to feel desired. Like, yeah, I want to feel like a priority, a priority, not the priority, but. Yeah, I want somebody who wants me. Yeah, definitely the same. Like we think, want to feel wanted, right? Yeah, and I think that that's that's supposed to be a given. <laughs> but be, but you would think. Yeah, so they're all character things, right? Like, mm-hmm. I definitely want somebody who's successful or is successful. I want somebody who has a passion. Right. Or has a drive. Right. Yeah, definitely a a drive. Motivated to accomplish. Goal oriented. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that I would put at the top of the list. But I think honesty, faithfulness. Thoughtfulness. Yeah, definitely thoughtfulness. I almost feel like that's secondary because, like, there's, like. Mm, I want them to consider me. And yeah, but you can have you can have people who are thoughtful and then dishonest and not loyal. Well, it all needs to come together right? hey, in one package. If somebody's thoughtful about disloyalty and dishonesty, and still like moves forward in those types of actions, Sarah, definitely red flag. Yes. Exactly. I when you say somebody who's thoughtful, I mean in a positive way. Like somebody who is considerate of my feelings, somebody who is thinking about me when they're um I guess making decisions. Yeah. And thinking about me in their day to day. And considerate of how I feel about certain things so when I say that I mean it in a positive way I guess yeah and I I mean that in a positive way too I just don't want their thoughtfulness to overshadow disrespect or disloyalty or you know what do you mean like I think people can advertise something like I'm thinking about you look at how great I am meanwhile behind your back they're doing something that they would not tell you about so genuine um thoughtfulness i think is probably a better way to capture that yeah um like somebody who is athletic too i like yeah that's definitely a turn on Mm -hmm. somebody or you know is active regularly or they play a sport well, I think it says a lot about what they value. Yeah. Somebody who's financially responsible. That's huge. That's definitely at the top of the list. Like, I'm not looking for somebody who, you know, filed bankruptcy or has a massive amount of debt or, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal. With, like, that's something that you should have been working on when you were getting to that next relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be your coach on a lot of these things. Yeah, you definitely should not have to coach anyone. I don't want to have to coach anyone, um, and I won't. Um, but I don't want to have to tell somebody how to love me or tell them what I need. They should be able to. Like I mean, they should be intuitive enough to know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you have to fill in the blanks and. 
kind of guide them in a direction but at the same time like you want somebody who's who's intuitive enough to know right I mean like okay yes like when you're getting to know somebody in the beginning like sure but once you get to know me like you should know and so I want somebody who just knows and I want somebody who's passionate too that's the other thing that's important yeah those are all good qualities Mm mm-hmm yeah. Somebody who's really positive and encouraging too is great. Yeah, I don't want somebody who's negative and who's like I don't know, cups half empty all the time. Like no. Yeah, definitely negativity is a huge turnoff. Like yes. Not everything has to be picture perfect, but like constant. But let's not walk around with like a constant rain cloud. You know what I mean? Like Nobody wants that. Because negative typically goes, negativity a lot of times goes hand in hand with insulting comments. And it doesn't necessarily have to be towards me or towards somebody else, but just like. And it's just bad energy. You know what I mean? Yes. that That's, I guess what I'm getting at is like. It's just going to draw it, more. It dampens the night or the yeah. day or the mood always. Or the life. <laughs> if you happen to marry someone that's yeah. negative. It just breeds more negativity and nobody wants that. Okay. So what do you think about soulmates? Do you think people have soulmates? I think, yes. I don't know that it has to be a specific person. I think that the qualities of the people are what makes them a soulmate. I think there's a lot of people that can fit that mold. And I think that a lot of it, ebbs and flows with what stage of life you're in because what you're looking for in your 20s may not be what you would be looking for in your 40s right but I think that there are soulmates and I think that like if a person is your soulmate they're still going to be your soulmate when you're in your 20s and when you're in your 30s and when you're in your 40s but they're different types of soulmates that's how I perceive that um like for example i would say that you're like my best friend soulmate that's not a like romantic love kind of soulmate no we are like best friends for life Uh, i think it's like a compliment of a character or a person it's a yeah it's like our connection is like strong deep do you know what I mean? But in a friendship way. Where, like I said before, the guy that I mentioned earlier that I have that, you know, long-standing deep connection with, I feel like maybe he's a type of a soulmate for me. Well, that's where I think that there could be multiple people who fit that mold doesn't have to be a single being a single person but i think that who they are as in like the general characteristics and all the nice you know niceties that come with i think a lot of people can fit that mold and be a soulmate but then you got to weed them out right because then there's attractability there's see you know, here's where i think life our- experiences and all the stuff that can change people i don't think soulmates can be made i think they're predestined yeah, I would agree. But that, that goes back into who they are as a person. What do you mean? And who they are at their soul. Well, right. And I think that God puts certain people in our lives that are our soulmates. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with that. I think timing plays a huge role. Timing plays a role for the availability to be together with your soulmate. Yes. I don't think there's just like one soul. Like, I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, there's only one person. Like, I think possibly there's multiple soulmates out there for people. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) But depending on your life path and, you know, where that takes you, you may... 
Oh, yeah. You're going to cross paths at different points in time. And so maybe, you know, are there soulmates that you're supposed to be with forever? Maybe. Are there soulmates that you're only supposed to be with for, you know, a certain period of your life? Maybe. For example, like I just said, you're my, like, best friend, friend soulmate. Um, But then there are other ones that, like, no matter what you do no matter where you go in life you yes. just keep coming back to that person yes like and you guys both come back to each other like and I do feel that because I've known you for what I feel like is forever for like the majority of my life and yeah. we'll always be BFFs right yeah but we're family at this point I've talked about this many times over with every military move that I've made and I'm on number nine but every move I've had a BFF of that location. Right. right? And that kind of tapers off. So that's like a chapter or yes. you know, a phase. Yes. But I've crossed paths with some of them multiple times over. And I feel like that connection is so strong. It's yeah. just a product of, you know, being present with each other. But then it will taper off again. And it kind of ebbs and flows. It's like for that period of your life. But the connection right. never goes away. It's just maybe the frequency of the connection that fades or the right. proximity to that person or whatever. But sometimes it does fade away, I think. Sometimes it does. And I think that if you were to ever cross paths again, as long as it didn't go south, you know, I think yeah. that that connection would still be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people from my past that I haven't talked to in years that if I ever called them and said, I need you, like they would be there. Oh, but- yeah. But we're no longer in the same life stage. We're no longer in the same location, geographically speaking. Like, there's a lot of things that have happened since then in each of our lives that maybe would change the dynamics of the friendship. But, mm-hmm. you know, at that moment in time, it was a destined friendship. Right. Yeah, I would agree. But again, like, I think there are those friendship kind of soulmates. But then I think there are romantic type of soulmates, too. Yeah, I agree. Depends on yeah, the situation. I think, I think the end goal of me is to find somebody whose characteristics and whose character matches with my desires. And then also their qualities align with what I'm looking for for a future relationship. Agreed. And also, I want, I want it to be a good situation for my kids, too. Like, I'm not... I'm not getting into something so that I can be happy. You know, exclusive. I am. Well, I, <laughs> I want, want my own happiness. Yeah, that came out wrong. Like, I don't want to get into a situation just so I can be happy. Like, if my kids aren't happy with it, that truly would change how I feel about the situation. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I have a different perspective because obviously my oldest is an adult himself. Um, your kids are still very much, you know. Yeah, but if that relationship yeah. with me doesn't happen for another 20 years, then a lot of these comments are kind of like, you know, not applicable anymore. But Oh my god, like who are you? <laughs> what do you mean if it doesn't happen for you in another Well, 20- I'm just saying like, you know, 20 years from now this conversation would look a lot different than it does today. Okay, but we're having it today and you're certainly not going to be um April, you know, over the next you know, years unless Unless you actively try to be, which sometimes <laughs> I feel like you do, but, but I I'm not going like to strategize. I like to put a plan in place. I like to look and analyze and like you, make sure that I'm not like, just. You I'm, like to have I'm all putting, the answers. Well, and I'm putting thought behind it that it's not just an irrational love is blind type situation. I did that once. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. You know, right. I think you're just scared that history is going to repeat itself and I can tell you it's not you learned the hard way yeah you're not going to let that happen again so I hope that's oh god that's why you're not dating (laughs) I don't know I think my life is just so busy right now it's not a high priority honestly if it you happens, create April, the busyness sometimes. What's that? I said sometimes you create the busyness. Well, yeah, but 
You do. You know, for the last almost five years, I was solo parenting. That's, but now, that's now, busy. You are now. Not. I'm like ninety percent solo parenting. So, mm, I think ninety is a little generous. But anyway, um, <laughs> I do think it's great for you that the kids are gone sometimes. I really do. I know you love them, but love them when they're at the other parent's house for a while and you have a whole, like, night off. That's good. That's so good for you. Yes. I don't want to go hang out with some random person I don't know. But you it's should. So good. I can't tell you the last be- time I watched TV for me. I haven't. I don't watch TV anymore at all. I haven't watched or, TV for months. Or gone to a, a massage and a pedicure and okay. a manicure and like those are the things that don't I would that. prioritize. Right. Go I don't ahead. get that yes. out of your system, and then the next time the kids are gone all night, then go out, have a really good date. You I should. would go out on a date, April. It's not that I don't want to. I don't want to go out with a stranger just to weed people out of the the potential. And honestly, I don't care enough. It's not, I think I've said it a couple times. It's not high enough on my priority list right now. I have a lot going on. Okay. I have a full-time job. <laughs> I have to figure out what my, my future is going to look like, whether it's more years on active duty or, you know, mm-hmm. is, it, is it in the state that I'm currently living in? Is it not? I don't know. So there's a lot that I think takes priority to weeding through strangers to figure out if there's somebody out there that matches when I don't even know what my future is going to look like with regards to my own self. Well, everybody's a stranger at some point. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to know people. Yeah. I'll, I'll go meet somebody at the massage spa or (laughs) that's, that's what you're doing. You need a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. There you go. I do. <laughs> okay. How about this? How about when I find my person, when I am with my person, I am going to set you up. Cool. Deal. <laughs> you sound so enthused. <laughs> because that <laughs> I am I'm excited <laughs> I don't believe you but that's okay I just have other things that I prioritize and it's well, that listen, simple I prioritize a lot of things too but at the same time I definitely can still make time to date and I can definitely still make time to um, have a relationship here's my final thoughts so I appreciate that truly been a journey of self-discovery, going through a divorce, going through this journey and healing post-divorce. And, you know, I definitely know myself more now than I think I have ever known myself before. And so I'm so grateful for the lessons that I've learned and the lessons I will continue to learn along the way one big takeaway is that you know I don't need a man in my life to complete me right I'm already complete however I want a man in my life someone to share my life with someone that I love that loves me just as much that's what I want and I hope that you find that I will. I hope I find that. You I, will. I, I can. I resonate with everything that you just said. We're both going to find that. Question: Who wouldn't want to marry us, Sarah? <laughs> or, <laughs> or commit to us? <laughs> Not necessarily marry. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to share life with us? Well, thanks for inviting me on. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, I love having you on. I think we have good conversations. I always love talking to you. Well, let's get together in person and have a swipe party. <laughs> oh my God. Can we do that? Yes. Let's do it. I'm going to see you in what? A week? 
yeah so let's do it oh my god let's do it let's have a swipe party and okay sounds like a plan when we go out i'm gonna be looking around you might have no interest but i'm just looking to see what what's out there for (laughs) sure i'll help you swipe through them (laughs) you're gonna help me swipe through the guys Mm -hmm. we're hanging out in our small town where we grew up Mm, i don't know that there are very many options out there that's why i won't be looking Plus, I, I mean, I'm I still gonna look. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I'm still gonna look. Okay, you you can look, and I'll look with you. But okay. I'll help you find someone. I mean, I'm not trying to find somebody from our small town for sure, but I'm just saying, I'm keeping my eyes open because you never know who's also visiting from out of town, right? True. So. Anyway, it's been great. Let's do this again. Cool. What do you want to do next? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Give me at least a week to think about it. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Well, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And um, I can't wait for our swipe party and to go out with my eyes open. (laughs) All right.